Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Halfway to 30, this is number 15, Flixwatcher Podcast. I'm Helen. And I'm Kobe. On this episode of Flixwatcher, we're welcoming Rachel and Simon from Level Up Human, a podcast all about taking the next step in human evolution. We're talking about Sharknado. Can they happen? Are they real? Do they exist? We're not talking about the real thing, we're just talking about the film. So, hope you enjoy it. Come find us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Visit the website FlixWatcher.tv for full listings. And don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us an awesome review. As always, films reviewed in this podcast were available to stream on Netflix UK at the time of recording. There may be bad language and there may be spoilers. You have been warned. Welcome to this edition of FlixWatcher and today we are joined by Rachel and Simon from Level Up Human. If you want to say hello and uh, tell us a bit about your podcast. Hello, I'm Rachel Wheely. I'm the producer of Level Up Human and also a comedian. And am I telling you about the podcast? Yes. Right. So the podcast is a panel show about what humans should evolve next. And we get experts to come on and tell us what they think we should evolve next. And we get a comedian on to represent humanity and choose what we should evolve next. And if the experts don't come up with anything interesting enough, we ask the audience. And then Simon puts forward something from nature to potentially steal attributes from. Oh, it kind of works, doesn't it? Because if we haven't, we haven't evolved anything massively useful for a little long time. Nothing. No. Nothing. And I think, you know, we're not really fit for purpose. We might not even fit for my purpose. So no. I'd rather change things. Loads of stuff about us doesn't work and we need it upgraded immediately. Is there a favourite appendage? O- upgrade or something. Or upgrade, yeah. yeah, that's probably the best word yeah. that you think we should have. Do you know, my favourite so far is when we did the Science Museum with Daniel Ward and that crew. Um, the one that won that time, because only one motion can go forward each time, was ear lids. And it was good fun because for a start, we were able to then discuss who you would use your ear lids on. Because if you don't like somebody, you can close your eyes. Mm. But if you still have to listen to them, don't you? So if you could switch off your hearing, who would you use it on? But also, of course, the thing is, proof of concept. It exists in nature. If you look at bats, they've got a kind of equivalent because okay. they deafen themselves by squeaking otherwise. That was one of my favorites. What's your favorite? I'm quite a fan of evolving sticky hands like geckos so we can climb up walls. Nice. Yep. Do you know how the geckos' sticky hands work? Is it tiny hairs? Yeah, so tiny, 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 tiny hairs upon hairs, which go down to, do you know what Van der Waals forces are? 
No. So it's because they're so. This is why I'm the scientist yeah. in, this, in this team. But... You, yeah, you, I don't know anything. Do you know, do you know this, uh, Simon? Well, yeah, because I love geckos. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're amazing things. Yeah. They've been doing research. What was it? In Russia a couple of years ago, they sent some geckos into space to see if they could have sex. Um, using those incredible stick-on abilities, okay. they burnt up and re-entry. You know, as oh, if it wasn't hot enough of what they were doing. That, uh, I didn't. I didn't know the end of that. <laughs> what does that need spoilers? Now. Do you think they were just going to be floating around in orbit? I thought they were still there with a colony of geckos. I thought it was all fine. But oh, no. no, apparently on the podcast when we mentioned this before, Simon omitted to mention the fact that they were now, you know, <laughs> like fried. Did you think eventually mankind was going to wipe us all out and then geckos would return and conquer the earth? Was I will that admit the... that I hadn't thought it fully through. <laughs> <laughs> that actually ties us quite nicely into this film, jumping towards the end where there's, there's sharks in space that don't burn up on entry. Oh, yeah. Right. And in fact, just fall, free fall into, onto, well, through the... Atmosphere. Thank you. Sky. <laughs> through the sky. <laughs> through everything and only get hit, obliterated when they hit the beach. That's the only thing that kills them. Should Other than that, what, they were doing fine. Should you explain what this movie is, though, actually? We, we probably, before people get a bit confused. So, um, Rachel, would you like to introduce the film? And yes, uh, okay. give us a brief synopsis. Right, so this is Sharknado 3, Oh Hell No, which I chose on a whim on the basis that I wasn't allowed my first choice of film. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> No, not on a whim, not on a whim. I was actually looking through Netflix and I saw the Sharknado franchise and I thought, that looks absolutely insane. And it was. And I decided that Sharknado 3 was more interesting than the first two. I still haven't seen the first two. No, neither To give have you I. a brief no. synopsis of it, basically there are these extreme weather events in America, which is where this is shot, where sharks are sucked up from the sea into tornadoes and are then thrown around and can kill people and do kill people in enormous numbers. Simon was very excited because there were um, interesting sharks in the tornadoes. That, that was a surprise, actually. Yeah. Okay. He, he was he was happy about the zoologically accurate content of the film. That's going a little bit far, <laughs> I was, in terms of raining deadly sharks. I was just it. very happy that they committed to the concept so hard, because they do this. So they have the sharks and the tornadoes, but then in this particular film, because they've clearly exhausted all the possibilities of that in the first two, <laughs> they have not only a wall of tornadoes, but then... For reasons I can't now exactly remember, the sharks end up being sucked into space and they attack a spaceship, which David Hasselhoff is in, obviously, and they... It's very memorable, as you can tell. They eat they? one of the main protagonist characters. They then fall back to Earth. And I don't know how many spoilers... I mean, this well, is going to really we'll, spoil it. We'll go into this in, the, in this in this episode. So yeah. we can, but we this can... maybe isn't the best, most concise synopsis possible. But anyway, in the end, something absolutely extraordinary happens. Hold on, in the end something... At the end. <laughs> and I just don't want to give it away. I want people to see the ridiculousness of the end of this film. Just tell us what the end was. You might as well. Okay, so eventually <laughs> the main character's baby is born through the wall of the shark. I don't know what happens to the mother at this precise moment, like how the baby is born, but then she follows the baby out of the shark and the baby is fine. And it's amazing. Simon, this, I mean, as Rachel's described, it, this is a preposterous film. How, how much, as a, as a zoologically biological scientist... <laughs> okay. I think that's your official title. Isn't yeah, it? that's that's what it's the letters that are after my name. Yeah. 
how accurate, if at all, is this film? Oh, not at all. Not but at all. this Good. is the thing. I was I was utterly prepared to hate this. Actually, on two grounds. On both a this is just a general bad movie grounds, yeah. but also on the zoology one because sharks get so much bad press, and I'm I'm sick to death of sharks being the demon for films. Yeah, like, you know, Jaws has got an awful lot to answer for. There's a lot of dead sharks because of Jaws and places where we put up shark nets. So I was I was prepared to hate this. And I genuinely loved it. Oh, right. Like, like that was the thing. I was Yay. I was so so shocked because it got it just it had a okay the middle shouldn't be there. Like there's the preposterous Arguably nature. Arguably the beginning the shouldn't be there either. Oh no, but but the beginning is so stupid, and you're not used to being hit in the face by such a solid wall of stupidity at that point. That yeah, you're swept true. along with it. So it's either at that point you're with it or you're you're yeah. without it. And like you know, I'm a fan of some bad movies like I've, I've watched plan nine from outer space and i have watched the evil deads you know the original which is or uh, the army of darkness mm. which is it knows it's stupid and it goes for it you could look at this thing and you can tell the people who are making it were having such absolute fun and loving every second of it and then the middle's a bit slow and then the end they just ramp up the ridiculousness like i'm never going to say this is good no one should ever no. use the word good in the same sentence. If, if you're asking the biology viewpoint on it, the one thing I'll give it, okay, yes, it's saying that sharks are bad, but it's saying that sharks falling from the sky is bad. So that doesn't actually exist. So I'm happy with that. Well, I, I wanted to know if the phenomenon of tornadoes and the cone going down into the water near some sharks would actually bring up a spout of sharks that might oh. be flung onto the beach where people might be and, and that might eat people. I looked this up. Okay. It is possible. Doesn't Has, it generally happen with frogs, though? Yeah, the, fro frogs, frogs and are fish quite and common. Has it happened with sharks? In such a vast no, I, no, I don't think it has happened. And with but such it frequency? It is possible that <laughs> it could happen one time. They're, they're also, they're not, they're not just like sharks that are thrown in their tornado. They do seem to have some other, like... Abilities. Choice, I guess. Like they are flying. It's not like they've just been slapped by a fish well, or something at, like that. At the start, they do have a direction. So at the start, this it starts in Washington D.C., where the main character of the film. I presume he's the main guy in episodes one and two. I've not seen him. I may never, may never see them. But he's been, he's been, <laughs> been commemorated for being in episodes one and two. And there's a Sharknado above Washington D.C. and mm -hmm. That proceeds, that proceeds to kill everyone inside the White House. So these sharks are flying into the White House, into the walls, and then flying through the corridors into the bunkers, in, th in through the depths of the White House, and breaking through the bunker walls, yeah. and being sentient enough to be still wanting to eat people whilst they're outside. So that's outside of um. realms of... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't think you need to think about... I just want to... How set the tone no. i just want to point out that there's some there's some proper filmic tropes in this right like for example so the thing called chekhov's gun yes you know that thing yeah if there's a gun on the i think it starts from the theater actually if there's a gun on the stage it will be used at some point so the main yeah. hero of the film is presented with a golden chainsaw at the beginning yeah for his work with chainsaws in one and two, where he's killed sharks with chainsaws. And you know, as soon as you see it, <laughs> that that is not a pretend chainsaw. It's going to be used in anger against sharks. And sure enough, it is. Within seconds as well. Yeah. Uh, th there's Okay, for the zoology side of it, the one thing that did please me was I was thinking, oh, this is going to be stupid. Oh, actually, they've, they've gone to the bother of having various different kinds of sharks. There's an level of accuracy. There's a frill shark, which is like a fairly obscure, weird shark. And I was pleased was actually in this thing. Okay. Simon was in my living room as the 
first lady of the United States in the film was surfing down the stairs in the White House on a portrait of one of the old presidents. And Simon was there going, there's a frill shark. <laughs> and I was like, never mind the frill shark, this is insane. Well, it had to be educational because it was also at that point your son walked into the room and we'd really have been watching for the oh, last yeah, yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah, I had a, I had a um, slightly nervous moment when I realised that my son had been watching this film from behind the door for at least half an hour oh, at no. one point. <laughs> and he talks about shark nasers a lot <laughs> now. And I feel bad because it, it's not a good start to, um, well, zoology, physics or anything else for him, really. It, it's probably good. It's one of the things that you do... What you probably your son has learned from this is also not to accept advertising in films. Oh, the product placement! So the product there. placement is unbelievable. You've never seen anything like it. It was just like because in James Bond, at least it's slightly subtle. There'll just be a, a Mercedes will just fly past, and you know that's Mercedes. Yeah. But here was like a Mountain Dew truck just stood there for yeah half of the film basically at some points. It was just. And half the reason Crazy. why the middle is actually overly long is because it's, it's, just it's, it's the park. Yeah, it's basically yeah. an advert for. Is it Universal it Studios? Yes. Yeah, there's an enormous great half the film length advert for Universal Studios in it. There are enormous subway signs which people just stand in front of <laughs> for ages for no reason. There's a part where the female lead kills a shark by shooting benefit mascara at it from a from a rocket launcher. <laughs> For no reason at all, <laughs> and it's amazing. Sharks don't even have eyelashes. I mean, what, what, what's the point? I don't know how it killed it, really. I don't see what the ballistic capabilities of the mascara is. It's weird. What? <laughs> There's many things to be have pro- find are problematic, but I loved it. That's the thing: is that in spite of all this, or actually not not in spite of, because of all this. There it's are actually also, good eventually. Yeah. There are lots of cameos in it. Uh, so if you're a film fan and you hate it, you can just wait for more people you recognise to come up just to see how they deal with being in this film. I mean, give us an example. There's some. Yeah, give us an example of your favourite okay, or so, most notable. So cameos. within the first two minutes, you've yeah. seen There's Jackie Collins. The Jackie author. Collins. Uh, who else is in the opening bit? I can't remember the opening. There are other people like Harmo. There's the opening president? bit where that was inside the White House. So. There's the guy from Game of Thrones, the writer. Oh, George R. R. Martin. George R. R. Martin is there. killed by a shark. Yeah. As I imagine, he asked to be in it to be killed by a shark. Jedward are in it. Oh, are they? I yeah. don't remember that. I would have, yep. That would have made me... They're on... Um... There's an extra point for the scoring system just for that fact. I thought so. That's not worth a point. Yes, no, it is because it's, it's the compound stupidity. Like, that's the thing. Is if you get enough stupidity, it ends up being brilliant. And Jedward had a whole twin level of stupidity on top of this and all that. Yeah. They're on um, cameos. They're on the shark roller coaster. Oh, okay. Oh, what is that man called? Who's the who's the big chat show guy in America? Jerry Springer? Yeah, he's in it. Oh, is he? He gets eaten by a shark. I didn't notice him. No. You know there's a bit where the sh- where there's a massive where shark that people can pose with their head inside it. Yeah, and, right. And then and then that ends up being a real shark and somebody gets eaten. That's Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer because yeah. it's because it's the jaw shark. That's what they're um, having been on that ride. Um, That's actually right. There you go. Or of Universal Studios one. Yeah, there were there were. I did check out the cameo list, and I think there are more apparent people to I guess viewers in the states are a lot more American related cameos. Yeah. There's a basketball star called Rick Fox who's who's in there at the start. Penn and Teller were there. Yes. Yes. Okay. This and of them. course, David Hasselhoff. Yeah, who David Hasselhoff. The biggest. Star I don't know if that's a cameo. I think he is a star. That's, I think that's. Yeah. The, no, you're right. That's, that's not a cameo. Extended cameo. Malcolm, like... Malcolm from the middle. Yeah. He was there, and he gets killed by exploding 
or detonating the the kind of bomb that's in his caravan. Well, he does get killed by that, but at that point, he has no limbs. No, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) He would have died anyway, but but he does get to detonate the bomb in the beast truck thing with his nose, which I think is quite good. Because we were trying to work out how he was going to do it. The word good is never the right word, but it's still brilliant. Like, I don't know how... Helen does not look impressed by any of this. You've seen this, haven't you, as well? Yeah, I've seen it. When you say seen it, I was present in the same room it was playing, but to be honest, <laughs> my interest waned after about 40 seconds. I, so not... you're telling me things I'm no, going... No, you're not appreciating it for the Did right reasons. Did that happen? I can't remember that, but then I didn't really get that far into it. I imagine it. it's a good movie to drink with. Like, you could you could make a, a drinking, drinking game, game with it. Yeah, mm. I could be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time someone... He'll be hammered, though. Every time someone gets killed <laughs> by a shark. Yeah. That would be... Or every cameo, or every, actually, you're right. That's the thing is, that it's, there's so much of everything. I yeah. think that's it. It's just the it's the compound level, like and oh, but it yeah. does pass the Bechdel test. Okay, mm-hmm. we can give it that. But like, it, that this matters to some people. Yeah, so but I, I mean, just wanted it, to point it out that it does. The, but that's saying a very bad movie passes it. Like that's okay. That's that's not the that's point. That's the standard. All the should be hitting You can't now. You can't now decide which films are worthy to pass the Bechdel <laughs> test. The point of the Bechdel test is. That films who pass it are better for passing that it, is true. and that's what I'm saying. That it has a. But not were there only any female sharks? The... Sorry. Were there any female sharks? Any female named sharks talking to another female I, named shark? That's a different test that you've made up. <laughs> I know, but I could just I like the idea that there. The shark I love it that there test. was actually. Also, there is a lady with a prosthetic chainsaw, which which links back to our podcast quite nicely. Well, it's also that's a big homage to the Evil Dead franchise. Like you, you can tell, an awful lot of this comes from a love of those uh. movies. So maybe, maybe Helen, maybe that's the thing. If you don't love some of those other, if you weren't traumatized at the right age, well, I I love the Evil Dead. And <laughs> I, I love uh, Peter Jackson's earlier work. Um, so you really can see this as a logical progression from that in a way. No. I mean, Did you enjoy the bit where David Hasselhoff goes sharks? In space. If you didn't, you're I not alive. Can't remember that bit. I mean, uh, I don't. I don't really have any <laughs> particular interest in David Hasselhoff in in general. So he's he's. I wouldn't. His, his yeah. appearance doesn't matter to you. I have this theory that David Hasselhoff Hasselhoff wasn't actually in the film with anyone else. Oh, that's fascinating. I read something that said that, and I oh, wonder really? whether that's true. Yeah, that maybe he did the whole thing. By himself. With Skype. green screen. Yeah, Skype. <laughs> Skype green screen. Which is really interesting, so that's true. There were some scenes where they were walking side by side, for example, and it looked like it was shot on a different day, and, yeah. the, and the voiceover sounded different and wrong. And like in, they were in the spaceship together. You never actually saw them together. And there was always long shots when, there was, when people were supposed to be in the same shot with David Hasselhoff. So I think, generally, yeah. that he, wasn't, he just kind of literally phoned it in just sat at home i think it's and, very possible it was yeah. all done without his permission maybe he had a completely different script which would explain was for a good film but he had all the same lines but everything else was was different in the script he got given so that it really sounded like a decent film Nah, I think and then he... they just patched in all his bits into this absolute sack of shite but maybe there's, I think there's a nostalgia factor. The Hoff, the Hoff goes for that. Like, do you know, mm. do you know of Kung Fury? Yeah, yeah, like that's on a, Netflix. It was a Kickstarter film. Yeah, and the Hoff's in that. 
like you know he's he's the main star he even wrote the theme tune and stuff so i, I think it fits like i think this yeah. is a very David he's like Hasselhoff george clooney vehicle. maybe who i think has more of a sense of humor than perhaps you might originally realize he's not very like george clooney is no he? but Other george clooney has more of a sense gods. of humor than you think he's going to George Clooney, come on, he's in Coen Brothers, an amazing sense of mm. humor. He's, a, he's an incredible comic actor. Okay, well, maybe I saw his films in the wrong order, but I saw some Coen Brothers once and I was suddenly like, oh, this guy has some self-awareness. Oh, he's, like, he's like one of the Coen's favorite people. Yes, yeah. Yeah. All the time. No, okay, well, I didn't realize that. I've only know, just only recently... Hot Doctor days, is that it? Uh, he was very funny in that role as well. He was the Joker on ER. So he's, he's yeah. always... And he oh. used to play lots of practical jokes on the, the cast and crew for on, on ER as well. He was quite... Quite go. the Joker on screen and off so screen. This po-faced nature has been foisted upon him by. I think. I think it was more. You, Rachel. No, the, the I, roles yes, he got I, think, I think I had that in my head just wrong. I just decided because it's he because was just, he's too handsome. You didn't it's think because he had to lots develop of people fancy him. That, yeah. So I thought, oh, he must take himself very seriously. But actually, not. He's so even sexier than you thought because he's got a sense of humor as well. Mm, don't really care, but okay. I do. Jeez, he's amazing. <laughs> I'm, I'm sticking up for George Clooney. I, I, I would. I think he's the great, but I don't fancy him. That's all I'm saying. But the half, you are, you are, the half yeah. Now the half yeah. on the, the red other shorts hand, from Baywatch. Is it red shorts or is it the spacesuit Sharknado sharks <laughs> in space? Because you're looking at it, you're thinking that guy ended the Cold War and is now saving the planet from sharks. Do you think he can yeah. do anything about Trump? I don't. Uh, well, if, actually, if anyone can, him, yeah. the half can. Yeah, and is. They, I think probably they get their hair for the chest and the head in the same place. Actually, it's very possible. <laughs> Yeah. They both have strategic Merkums. That's effectively it. There's another cameo in, in Bo Derek. I'm just going to sidestep. What's Bo Derek? Bo Derek is the the 80s female lady with blonde hair that was in in the film 10 with... What's he called? No, I'm lost here. The Peter, film 10. Peter, oh, I can't remember what his name is. bit more information. So with the film with Dudley Moore called 10. Oh, Peter Cook. Yeah, Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Oh, no, I don't know this one. So there's a film called Ten, which is like a classic lusting after film because obviously Dudley Moore's a short guy. Bo Derek. So Bo Derek pe- played the main character's mother-in-law. Ah, okay, yes. And and her 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 daughter was Tara Reid, who's in American Pie. Right. Who's the one that gave the birth? Who gave birth inside the shark in space? Oh. Yeah. So that's Tara Reid. So her mum's Bo Derek. Who's, oh, really? Who's famous in the eighties? Yeah, yeah. So do you remember Bo Derek now? Do you know who she is? Um, I know the name. Yeah. No, I've never heard of this at all. Really? I've heard of the name, but I thought it was a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're thinking Bo Jackson. He's an American I don't football. know what I'm thinking. Yeah. Or Derek. Or just Derek. I, I, no, I just... In my head, it was one of the... You know, like, there are some references that you know are kind of big people, but they were before your time, so you don't remember. Like Rusty Lee. No, I didn't. How old are you, sorry? 35. I'm 36, and Rusty Lee was, wasn't she the cooking sensation in the mornings? Who's Rusty Lee? Yes, but I only know about, yeah, you see, there we are. I only know about Rusty Lee because she turned up at a radio station I used to work for. Everyone was really excited, and I was like, I really don't know who this is. So now I do, but. Because my my colleague, Brian, hi, Brian, if you're listening, he's from from Ireland, as as yourself. Yeah. And there's some weird, because even though we're the the kind of same age, it's the weird kind of subsets of people he has just simply no idea. You mean you're calling us backwards? Yes. Yes. Because it's still the Um, 1980s. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but no. But but I think, yeah, I think you just have, literally, you wouldn't have got a, I think Rusty Lee is the kind of TV, AM, ITV kind of stuff, so you're probably just generally with the 
generally would not have seen. No, as well as that, when I was growing up, sure, it was the Virgin Mary on our TV for about seven hours each day. That's actually kind of true. You poor bastard. Yeah. So for our TV, you had a couple of hours of that. So do you remember when you guys had the uh, the girl and her Klein, her freaky Klein uh, on the yeah. chalkboard? Mm. We had the Virgin, right. our lady. You know? Oh, right. Okay. Oh, yeah, shit, yeah. That's actually, yeah, but as well as that, look, the thing is, like, I, I love where I'm from, and actually, if we missed out on that, we've, we've made some things, because we still treat escalators like they're a ride in my area, and that's, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Should we head back to Sharknado 3 for a bit? Yeah, sorry. Anyway. Helen, Helen, I'm, I'm, I'm really rather enjoying what, There's um, a lot of rage I, Irish uh, nostalgia, really. Oh, on, look, yeah. explain, explain to us why this is... Okay, because we, we know it's bad. That's the reason why this is hard for you to disagree, because we all know it's awful. In a sense, Nobody's we agree sticking with you. up with it. Yeah. yeah. So what did we get from it that you didn't? I honestly I have no idea. I mean, I, there's films like, for example, I'm just thinking of some things like... 21 22 jump street which are quite ridiculous and do not take themselves seriously in any way and they're kind of fun and they're quite far-fetched and they're really enjoyable and they're kind of well made whereas there's there's just really nothing other than they kind of made the first one and it kind of picked up a little bit of interest because it's i think it's made by the sci-fi channel is that correct i think they they made it and they kind of franchised it and Basically, no one watches the sci-fi channel. And with the first one, they kind of hit across this bizarre idea. I think it was probably around the same time as like Snakes on a Plane and kind of tapped into that thing. But the fact that they've gone then and made more and more, which I can only assume the first and the second are exactly the same and they haven't really developed the idea. So, for example, like the Final Destination films, I'm a massive fan of. They're, they're, they're bonkers. They're stupid. It's basically the same story each time, but the the special effects in it are pretty good, and the ways people die in each film become more and more inventive, and they kind of play around with the idea of how death chases people. I like I like that kind of thing, and they are completely ridiculous and stupid. So but, you liked the up the levels, and taking sharks into space was not upping the levels enough for you. No, I mean. <laughs> Maybe it went too far. Too yeah, soon. I think so. I mean, it it does kind of go straight into ridiculous. There's no build up at all. Yeah. And you know uh, why? Why do the sharks want to eat everyone? I mean, I'm not sure they do really. But they, this is probably your main bugbear, yeah. Simon. Well, yeah, so yeah, yeah, sharks don't want to eat everyone. Like that's that's a. But why why are they eating everyone? Because because that's the Hollywood shark. I think that's and also these these are not normal sharks. Like maybe the flying they've sharks. Been, are, yeah. They've been put in a washing machine essentially. So they're, they're pretty just annoyed. Yeah. They're pretty annoyed. I'd be annoyed. I mean, you know, I mean, it's got Tara Reid in it, which is a rule I generally try to avoid anything she's been in. What else is she in? American she's Pie. American Pie. She is not so a good act. Another... Probably some awful sex tapes as well. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll get us off the hook on that one. Any <laughs> legal issues there? Probably. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, we've got some images up looking at it and... Okay. <laughs> Can we describe one of these? Because one of them has Abraham Lincoln sitting with a, a shark lying right in a rather loose style in its knee in his lap. You know, I, do, I, I, mean, I do like a good shark film. I quite like Deep Blue Sea. That's a pretty good shark film. Again, never seen it. And probably, yeah. I'd probably object it's, to Deep Blue Sea. It's got for... some pretty good shark deaths in that. That's pretty good. It's quite ridiculous, but I suppose it takes itself quite seriously, that one, doesn't it? It's, I can't remember. Is it Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, it does, it? yeah. He, gets, he, gets the cap- he gets massacred at some point. Spoiler. Don't Ooh. spoil that one because it's actually quite good. I've just remembered something else that's rubbish about this film. <laughs> there's a... There's a there's some proper bits of 
exposition fairy going on where where I, do, I haven't seen Sharknado 2, but evidently the, the girl in this who... Nova. Nova, yeah. who is like a kind of badass ninja style. You know, she's yeah. really amazing. She kills sharks, blah, blah, blah. Evidently, in, in the earlier film, she wasn't like that because there are loads of bits where Finn keeps saying to her, but what about your hair? And I mean, it could be a different actress, I don't know. But what about your... And when did you learn to fly a fighter jet? <laughs> and I just love that. It's like this... And then she goes... She basically says, well, in, in between back then and now, obviously, because I couldn't fly a fighter jet then and now I can. You're like, that explains it perfectly. I don't know why we were worried about that point. I Let's could, move on. They have a wonderful bit straight after that where they, they crash the ship and just in the water of Universal Studios, they emerge both svelte and, oh dear, all their clothes fell off in the crash. You know, it's just the sort of most of blatant. That down there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, with it. their ripped bodies as they come rippling out of the water and doing a full on L'Oreal sort of hair flick. Yeah, so there's that, which is a Hollywood thing. Yeah. And then there's a bit where Finn's daughter falls in love with this boy and then. So as soon as she kisses him, you know he's going to die. Yes, following the kind of scream rules. That's another, the scream rules, yeah. And sure enough, he gets hit by a shark. You're right, the actual way that people die is not interesting in this. They just all get hit by a shark, which is a bit poor. But then it is a poor film. I'm not trying to say it's a good film at all. I don't, I just think the hour and a half I spent watching it, I could have been watching something good. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, I could have done no, my I tax think, return. Actually, I, could have I boiled have some been potatoes. similarly furious watching films that I don't like when, when I don't like them because I think, well, this is now a waste of my time. But, but this is also, this is not because like some bad movies, I, like I hit Dodgeball, for instance. Like, right. We've had this. Oh, come rant. on. No, no, <laughs> no, because cause I see that as a damaging movie in, in many ways because every female in it, every woman in it is only there for the appraisal of the guys. Mm. And at the very end, like, giving one a bit away, one of the the women, oh, he, he, the guy doesn't manage to get off of it and says, oh, well, you ben, see, it's because I'm a lesbian. And they go, oh. And All then right. she then kisses the guy and you can join in. So as if her sexuality is only existing for the pleasure of that guy. And it offends me as a, well, as a guy. A, because a this is what they That's the theme of a lot of those sort of films. So no, this is the point, I suppose, is that that is a ridiculous movie. Like Dodgeball is a bad movie because it's, a, it's an insidious, nasty movie, ultimately. It hides all its nasty Hollywood stuff underneath the veneer of this is just a stupid movie. Whereas this was actually just a stupid movie. Like it's got a cameo by Jedward and that's not the worst bit. Yeah. That's how stupid <laughs> this is. And it passed the Bechdel test. And it's it passed quite, the Bechdel test. It's quite feminist actually. So and, that's it. This is stupid. And it satisfies your shark knowledge. Well, yeah, well, the word satisfy is <laughs> It was just that, wow, they've got a foil shark. There's a great, yeah, they had, they had a bit of taxonomic variety. I was yeah. not expecting. Would the variety of sharks existed in the same Sharknado? No. Again, <laughs> if you're expecting it, to make, like, actually, I have to admit, I kept thinking, oh, it would be really kind of nice if there was just suddenly a whale shark or a basking shark because they're vegetarians, mm. more or less, and only eat plankton, and they just didn't bother, you know, as if they, they were saved Somebody escaped because it's just the wrong kind of shark. Oh. It was a friendly one. Yeah, or maybe like one of the sharks decided that it was going to be a good guy and help them in some way. That might have made it a bit more interesting. Yeah. That, that might be giving a bit more sentience again to this idea that these are just ridiculous flying killing machines. I don't... I just... Why, why would they... How could they fly outside? I get the... 
I'm with the I'm with the Sharknado bit. I'm with them flying around and being flipped out and landing on people and being like hungry when they land on the floor yeah. if they've survived that kind of impact. It's it's just the actually being able to navigate through the White House and maybe find they had way, a map and find out. Yeah, <laughs> they have Google. Are you, are you saying yeah. there's a plot hole in Sharknado three? There's a, there's a big plot do, hole. Do you want us to fill it? Like, yes, we, go we on, can please. make up nonsense for you if you like. So yeah, please. What um, if there's enough sharks that effectively sharks are following all paths? So there's so many sharks in the Sharknado that eventually one will find its way to the right room in the right house. That's like an entropy that type is deep silent. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I can make this nonsense up like I am. I would just like to say that it's more fun watching Simon watching Sharknado 3 than it is watching <laughs> Sharknado 3. I, I was shocked because I was not expecting this to be... Like, I'm, I'm not saying it's good, but I still loved it. I enjoyed every... Not every second. The middle shouldn't exist. But the yeah. start where you're hit in the face by the, by the subway ad, by its stupidity, by its little homage to... By its awful acting, by, by the cameos, by everything. Just the... Do you remember the Naked Gun films? Yeah. Yes. Where there's a wonderful cumulative effect of this. There's so many jokes per second sure. that if you weren't laughing at one, you were laughing at the previous one. Okay, none of these jokes are good, but the quantity, again, is up at that level. Mm. It carries you through. It's got, its, it's got momentum. Yeah. The middle doesn't, and then the end, it turns the stupidity up to 11. Well, and when you know that the shark on the beach is about to have a baby come out of it... Yeah. Right, and you're watching it with someone who hasn't seen that bit yet... And you just turn in your seat and get more popcorn and just be like, this is going to be good. I'll just watch Simon react to this bit now. And I took a picture of him at that moment. Oh, you're going to have to yeah, share Yeah, we're going to have to see that. Okay, I'll have, I to, I'll I have to find actually, it. It'll take me a while to find it. Oh, but, yeah, I did actually shout yes. <laughs> I think what's happened is because... I think I'd prefer know- to watch you do just have watched your reaction maybe to watching film, me Ron. watching Simon yeah. watching the film this would have been very entertaining, entertaining. It, well it can't happen because yes it's, I'm not going to watch it again that's a very different well this is going to affect our repeat viewing score <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think what I what I'm gathering here is that we've all kind of taken different things from it and myself Rachel and Simon obviously we know it's ridiculous but we we're quite happy just going along with it going oh for goodness sake okay let, what's next oh for goodness sake <laughs> okay what's next Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so okay. You're um, saying that you enjoyed it because of just quiet British disapproval. Was just, yeah, there was, there was that kind of... Oh, I mean, my wife came at one point. She looked at me and I looked back at her and there's some kind of shark flailing on the... on the. I think it was quite early on inside the White House. There was nothing particularly stupid that had really happened that much in that scene that she's watching. And she just went, oh, for goodness sake, and then walked out. <laughs> and that's... But what's happened with Helen is that within that first kind of minute, you've just kind of switched off maybe, maybe yeah. i think helen probably hates me because she must have been thinking i could be boiling potatoes right now and yeah, I'm having I, to watch I, I wonder what i'd done to offend you did you watch this previously? alone yeah i see that might be it actually because this is a, like it's not a movie that you're not going to not talk through like actually i think this is one that's not good in the cinema because you should not be sitting there giving it respect yeah but you no one wanted to watch it with me <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I, don't know if, I don't know if that's your fault or Sharknado's if that's the case. You should have sold it better. <laughs> Guys, going to watch Sharknado 3. What do you reckon? Yeah! Be like, oh, God, I'm going to watch this film with sharks and a fucking to- tornado. Do you want to watch it? There's No. Yeah, that, that's fair. I can. You, you Again, you're perfectly correct. Anybody who says this is bad is correct. Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to... I mean, I'm not going to give it high scores, but... Well, I, I still oh, I really know, loved though, it. Can I, you, it's difficult to give something a score when you're trying to rate it for kind of, you know, different... I would rate this in a different way to every other film I've ever seen. 
Oh, wow. Would, would you say, like, because I, I did get the feeling that they were enjoying it. Like, that's, that's actually... One yeah, they're definitely enjoying themselves as they make it. I mean, that's a, it's a bent, it's a good thing, isn't it? It's like the guys yeah. from when Anchorman, the guys in Anchorman, they can tell they're enjoying hanging around with each other, getting together. A friend told me that there's a entire because a lot of that's improvised. There's an entire second movie making yes. me off. So Anchorman Two's that? got two, yeah, got two films. Having seen Anchorman Two, I don't really think we need to see what might have happened. Yeah, again, I'm, I'm not as chosen. interested in that because like, that's the kind of one where I think again a wee bit of the sort of Hollywood nastiness mm. can creep in because again they, they they do there's generally homophobic and generally sexist things within those. There is, things. yeah. Whereas there's none of that in this because it probably wasn't clever enough to to think of anything nasty to put in. Like, like whatever reason this this I think has got a certain purity of stupidity. This isn't innocence <laughs> because this, it's so this, stupid. This is a film that a 13 year old boy would have as his favourite film, I think. Yeah. I think that it would definitely... And invite all his mates yeah. around and watch with them. And, if, if and they think, might yeah. even sneak a beer yeah. between them, six of them. <laughs> oh, there is a bit where David Hasselhoff manually switches on one of the Star Wars laser satellites. That bit's quite good as well. Yeah, to, wasn't that to destroy the wall of sharks? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about anything else before we go into the scoring system, guys? Is there any highlights you want to pick up or lowlights? Post-traumatic shark disorder Oops. Oh yeah, being dropped in. That was a interesting As if that's idea. a thing. I think, I've, I think I've mentioned... Everything that was on the top of your head. There's, there's, there's a lot of non-sequitur-based... being looked through. This is the most extensive note-taking I've ever seen. We take this very this seriously. Is, yeah. When we're invited to a podcast, impressed. we prepare. Thank you. They weren't um, the best notes. There, there was a lot of non-sequiturial, that's not a word either, dialogue in it. You know, when, you know when in, a, in films quite a lot, like for example, in the 24 franchise, nobody ever answers the phone with, hello? Yep, no speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not, I'm fine, I'm fine. What... You know, all the things that you actually do yeah. when you're on the phone is just like Jack Bauer, sure, ciao. That's that's it. None of the... This is like, there's a lot of this dialogue where one of them's having one conversation, the other one's having a different conversation and they both carry on having their conversation without referencing anything the yeah. other one said. But like too much, like a lot too much really doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, the, whenever we're talking about writing, it is basically like a dictionary has gone through a liquidizer. It's not, it, you know, it's not well written either. Uh, <laughs> like that, there's no, there's you're not right, a single there's nothing thing. to redeem this film at all, really. And also, I've written down here that it doesn't pass the Bechdel test because when the women are having the conversation earlier in the film, which I wrote down passes the Bechdel test, they're talking about baby names. The baby ends up being a boy. Oh. So therefore, they were talking about a man. Oh, so the point's been taken so away now. So then they don't even... You see, I think we need to remove that. I'm not sure. So. I'm thinking about it. Hold on. I'm not sure they do. it does pass the Bechdel test because at the start of the film, when he's there saving America, mm. saving the capital city, Tara Reid and her mum, Bo Derek, I'm sure they were talking... I'm sure her mum was berating him, saying he's a really bad husband. Yeah. He's a bad yeah. father. Yeah. So isn't doesn't that fail the Bechdel test? I think we thought there was something which slipped through. But again, a lot of oh, the dialogue is so bad that might be they were trying to talk about that and just by chance they ended up talking Does about it. Does the Bechdel test, maybe we'll have to link to this on Wikipedia to exactly explain what it is, but is it just, does it just have to be one conversation or does the whole yeah, film? No, it, at least one, which is, least which, one. which is why it's so, so disappointing that so few films pass yeah, it. Yeah. Like it's not got high criteria and yet most of the films fail miserably. So there was one conversation between two named females that doesn't talk about a man. Okay. 
So it, it isn't about it. a man. So yeah. so but then might... it turns out that it is about a man because but they're talking about baby they, names. They, who, and the baby do... ends up being a man. They may talk about actually killing sharks. Uh, you know, I think that might come up. There might be some direct uh, action. Yeah. In of... which case, we're okay again. <laughs> well, let's, I guess that's... Unless again, it's a male shark. That was why that question mattered. Look... We, we can't justify it on any level, so we should give up and trying that. I can't find I my photo of it. you reacting to the baby being born out of the shark, or which find is a it, shame. Or find it and we'll post it up on the yeah. blog post that goes okay, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Let's go to the scoring, guys. So we have Rachel first, and the first score on the door, all of these, all of these are out of five. Right. And the first is recommendability score. Ten. Out. Whoa, shit. It's, it's out of five, <laughs> but... Of the enthusiasm. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> Helen doesn't want it to skew the scoring system. This, you want this to be a low one, I can sense. I, can sense. I, I don't want it. I don't want it to be anything. Well, I would recommend it, it wholeheartedly to anybody. So I'm going to have to give it five. There's nobody I wouldn't recommend this to apart from Helen, but she's already seen it. <laughs> it's too late for me not to recommend it to her. I would, I would give it a three because, yes, I will tell everybody I like it, but I will give them the caveats of it's stupid. Like, I, I would give it a bad review and tell them to watch it. Mm. You know, I, I'd be honest. I guess. So would I, and I would recommend it to a factor of five out of five. <laughs> I would say it's terrible. You have to see it. But are there, would you not say that there's not other Simon, terrible this films? This is not your are, score. Okay, this fine, is my fine. score. My recommendation yeah, you... out of five is ten, and I have rounded that down to five due to the restrictive <laughs> scoring rules going on here. And if you could go full spinal tap and up to eleven, you would. I yeah. Guess. Repeat reviewing, is that the next one? No, so oh, you guys have to vote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is going to be no surprise that this is a big fat zero. Ooh. I'm just think thinking in my head of my friends and... The fact that no one wanted to watch I it with you. don't think any of them would be particularly happy if I said, you should definitely watch this. This is shark-flavoured marmite. I guess the only person would probably be you, and, and you've Me? already seen it, and you've kind of half... We kind of half recommended it to each other because we had to. <laughs> so, uh, I'm not yeah. sure you get I any think... points of recommendability when you have to watch it for your podcast. I think the people like there's people in our film quiz team. I'm sure there would be a few that will watch it and take it for what it is. And I've got some friends from school and stuff like that. I think and university and stuff. I think they'd watch it, laugh at it, and say thank you but no thanks again. So I'm going to give it a two because there's not that many of those people, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a two for me. I'm not going full zero. Repeat viewing score. How often, if ever, are you going to watch this film again? Out of five. So, your well, favourite film. You've watched film? it twice, well, actually. I, I, it twice. Wow. I mean, I've watched it two times too many already, to be yep. honest. If I had an opportunity to watch it with somebody who, who I think would appreciate it and watch them watching it, I would watch it again. Really? Yeah. So, what does that equate to on your score out of five, which you want to make um, out of ten? Three. Helen, yeah, is, I could just see Helen exasperated. Oh no, I'm not. I, I find it really interesting that you you have obviously seen it twice and you would watch it again. Mm. Well, and also would if you, you knew how many films again? I've seen, you'd be even more surprised because I've not seen very many films. So to spend a film watching opportunity watching Sharknado for a third time, <laughs> but that's my commitment to comedy. Would Would you rather watch Sharknado three again or Sharknado two? I don't want to watch any other the Sharknado films because this gives you all you need. No, I think that's a fair point. I've, I've got no desire to watch any of the, any of the other ones. Simon, repeat the score. Now there, I'll, I'll, I'll go for a zero because all the things which were bad enough to make me love it 
now that I know about them would just be bad. It, it was the surprise factor of its badness, I guess. Yeah. This this snuck up on me. Yeah. Did There's, it? It's stealth awful. It's like now, Trump. You don't think it's going to happen and then it does. But oh, you, you kind of relish in the, like you said, you relish in the purity of its badness. Yeah, or the, or the innocence. Yeah, I the think. Innocence, yeah. innocence of the badness. Helen. That's another fat zero. No, never. I wouldn't, no. <laughs> I'm not going to watch it again. No, I'm not going to watch. I can't. I, just can't. I, I don't think. You see, again, I don't think I'd watch one and two. Maybe, maybe if like it was on, because I wouldn't watch it again. But like, if friends were coming around to watch a bad movie, I might try to. But I've got a feeling that there's no point because it's already hit max. Yeah, I, you know, I, there's nowhere to go. I think with the maybe the first couple of ones, it would. They kind of took everything from one and two and put it in together into three. I guess maybe that's what's happened, and. Presumably, the special effects have maybe got better. Yeah. Oh, no, they have. <laughs> no, but we didn't mention well, how bad the special effects worse. were. Yeah. Well. The special effects were horrific. But yeah. I, I think in the first two films, they would have been worse because I think the budget would just can been you, less. Can you just say horrific again? Horrific. The, the CGI looks like it was done on a Casio <laughs> Rich, was, wristwatch kind of thing. Was, it's that bad. Yeah. <laughs> on the World Time Watch. Yeah, jeez. That, yeah, it was. There's some poor effects. Small screen score, so. How much would you have wished to have seen this in the cinema? Is this good for Netflix TV watching type thing? It, okay. it, I actually watched it on a phone during a night shift. Oh, shit. To start with. This might be why I enjoyed it so much, because I was quite sleep deprived and quite bored. So I would say it works really well on the small screen, but I would love to have seen it in a, in a no, cinema as well. No, you don't. would have made the special effects even worse. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for... I'd, I would give this a 5 out of 5 for the small screen because, again, this is a film which should be paused and which should be talked over and you can get as much popcorn and you can leave and have a wee and, and come back, back and nothing's bed. different. You can put your son back to bed, yeah. So, and I said, don't pause it, I'll be back. Don't worry about it. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't pause the passage of time for, the, for me. So what, what do you give us? Simon's giving it a 5. What about yourself, Rachel? Did you just give it a 5? Yeah, for... For, for small screen for small score. small screen, yeah. I'm not sure I entirely understand small screen score. You wouldn't see it in the cinema. That's the point here, I guess. I would see it in the cinema, so... Two and a half. Okay. You think it would be benefit I'll by be being bigger? I'd be quite happy watching it either. You know. No, you see, that's... Like, if, if I so knew... Two and a half. I, I see, but I couldn't watch it in the cinema because if I knew I had to watch it, you know, if I knew that the doors are locked and I'm being rude and I'm blocking somebody's view by getting up... And I'm surrounded by other people who I don't know. So I don't know that they don't know how bad it is. Like, imagine being in a cinema with people who actually liked it. This is about your claustrophobia, not about Sharknado 3. Yeah, fair. Or if you paid £12 to see it. Yeah. Mm, that's a good point. All right, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that means, so you would prefer to watch it in a cinema? Mm. No. no. Yeah, okay, all right, three. Sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm revising it in the wrong direction. Helen? I mean, this is the only area that I can give it some points that it it was made for TV. Mm. And yeah, I mean, I'm going to give it a three because I mean, the, the smaller, the better. I think, you know, the smaller, the better probably makes it <laughs> better. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's all it's getting. It's It's got a sort of appeal that only comes with it being three in the morning when you start watching it, I think. I think it's a four. For me, yeah. I can't, I've never watched this in a cinema. It needs better special effects to make it a cinema worthy film. Yeah, that's true. It needs a lot more than special effects. effects. bad already. It's probably 
Yeah, you probably and you wouldn't want to see a subway advert that, that big. big. Mm. No, you're quite. How much Actually, you reckon? How much you reckon Subway paid to? That's a really interesting question. I reckon literally they paid in sandwiches. Dollars. Yeah, I think they like, I think fed everyone. Food. Yeah, they got a free meatball marinara. No, there are millions of dollars. Oh, not free meatball marinara. Marinara every single day. No, maybe the the, the catering. Actually, I bet you there's something like that. They'd have like sub that. of the day though. They'd have yeah, a different true. one every day, and everyone would have to have that one. They did the catering. Benefit Mascara did the mascara. Yes. <laughs> um. They all went to Universal Studios for the rap party. And their mate did the sort of It was all CGI. done on sort of contra deals. <laughs> Engagement score. How much did you feel well, engaged? We watching? I can't give it five because Helen hated it. Like, no, you really. Can give, you well, can give it what you want. These but if, independent. The thing is, if, you, if you're sat there and you're not on the screen fully engaged, you know, you paused it or, you know, you've had a break, That's, then yeah, I can't even you give can't it give it five of that. Yeah, well, it's just for you. For that. Yeah. Okay, for, so for me, well, I enjoyed not engaging with it that much, so two and a half. Simon? Uh, I'd give it a three because I I love the start, I love the end, the middle, why bother? <laughs> <laughs> why bother? <laughs> Zero? Yeah. Actually, that's the good thing, is that you could take out the middle yeah. or just fast forward it, and it would still be great. If you, if you want to pick it, do you remember sort of exactly, so if someone does kind of want to see it but doesn't really want to see like the really really bad bits so sort of how far into the first bit should they watch until the titles start to roll and so then the titles are quite good the titles were good yeah. mm. so this should be a 20 minute long film basically is what you're saying yeah yeah and then kind of fast forward it till about what, 20 minutes towards the end yeah yeah as soon as, as soon as david hasselhoff enters and you go wait a minute Oh, and he's and talking to presence. Penn and Teller in the first scene he's in as well. Mm. So basically, start there. Mm. Yeah. And you can guess what happened in between. Oh, and there's even. a brilliant bit where Tara Reid <laughs> gets into a spacesuit in a spaceship, which she's never... I don't know where it came from. I don't know how it was her size. I don't know how you can just be on a spaceship. Oh, these, I mean, these spacesuits fascinate me as well. Talking about the accuracy scientific-wise, I know you're not an, astro an astrologist. What kind of... You know, space astrologist. Yeah, no, I know the star sign of all the <laughs> all the people. Who I know are you're not a space scientist. A space. <laughs> yeah, I think a the official science. term is space anaut. Space anaut. I know you're not yeah. a space anaut. Well, bear in mind that they looked like they were onesies that've been bought from Primark. This is what probably not actually. <laughs> down the, the road, down the road in Camden is one of the most one of the most popular fancy dress shops in in London, which means it's probably one of the most popular fancy dress shops in the UK. Yeah, and they will have better spacesuits <laughs> than yes. the ones that we had on on Sharknado. Yeah, you can make your own. Like, get yeah. yourself a bin bag and <laughs> some silver some tape. crayons and silver, yeah, yeah, silver masking tape. tape. Masking tape. Masking tape. Not You're pushing out the, the boat. Electrical tape. Electrical tape. Duct tape. Duct tape. That's the one that Matt Damon had in. Yeah. It's ambitious though when you've got a special effects budget of very little to take a film into space. Oh, it's daft. I mean, they didn't need to do that. They could have not but, done that, but, but Red, they did it. Red Dwarf managed that. That's the thing you have to remember is that you can yeah, make. Sure. Models and this chose not to. <laughs> but having yeah. said that, like big budgets are spent, and like, the second Matrix looks so shoddy now. The oh, CGI, it horrific. And this looks worse than that. So, mm. and you saw that in the big screen, I bet. I don't think I did. Oh, yeah, I did. I think yeah, I, I did. I've I think not I'd seen it since though. No, no interest. No. Zero anyway. repeat film score. Okay, so engagement score. Yeah, I, my mind was wandering. I'm surprised I remember how many people were in the film. 
at what people are in the film. So we get an overall score of 2.1, guys. This is pretty... I mean, a, a, a two-star rating, you know, when you're rating it, when the credits come up, you fill in the little stars. I mean, I think two stars, you know, fairly accurate for... Well, but, but but this is the thing. Is this is the I reason why this a, is not fair. It's a one-star movie, isn't it? Yeah, but, but it's, it is like... It is... It's Shark Marmite. That's what this really is, because it, it can be one star and grit. So you need some other system. There has to be some way of communicating that mm. some bad things are worth it. Surely that was this whole discussion. Yeah, I guess. But but there are other films on Netflix which are also two stars, which are trying, a lot. trying to be yeah. good. Yeah. So to give it two stars when it's not trying to be good. And to give them two stars when they are trying to be but good. Within these two Those stars glass- systems do not tell you anything. You That's need to why treat we need this podcasts. like a four-year-old. You know the way that you've got... You know the way we've got... So like I've, I've worked in schools. You know we get some kids who are just pleased. They showed up that day. They tried their best. Mm. They're not going to do great. I've got, I'm sure I've got a child like that in many ways. I love him <laughs> to pieces. And he's mine. And therefore, I think this is the same, you know? They're it, trying the hardest. And that's what you can ask for them. Yes. They did very well that day. You know, they've behaved. <laughs> That's kind of that is so <laughs> patronising as a review of this film. It's better than that. Yeah, well, maybe, but look, again, we, how do we how do we say You're this is You're assuming that it's taking it's itself seriously, which it ain't. Well, maybe Jedward it should would have, not be in this it? film if it was taking itself. It's not taking itself seriously. We're not taking it seriously. David Hasselhoff may have been lied to. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> David Hasselhoff has been blackmailed. To get in this film, guys, I think maybe he was just in it for the free subway. Free subway, why not? <laughs> I think we should wrap up, guys. Please give us an outro as to who you are and where we can find you, and we'll we'll post everything in the notes. Okay, so well, Simon and I can be found on the Level Up Human. Well, actually, I can't be found on the Level Up Human podcast directly, but anyway, our podcast is Level Up Human. You can find that at leveluphuman.com or at leveluphuman on Twitter. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes and all users, please subscribe. Yeah. Also, though, Rachel Giggs is a very, very good comedian, so look out for her. I'm at Rachel Wheelie. On then, Twitter. Uh-huh. I'm at Simon D. Watt. I do science-y, theatre-y, comedy TV-y things. Actually, that's the best way of putting it. Yeah, I have too many jobs. Nice one. Awesome. Thank you very much, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, it was real. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, I hope you enjoyed the, the roller coaster ride, literally, in some places in the film. It features a roller coaster. That was Sharknado 3, and welcoming the superb and lovely Rachel and Simon from Level Up Human. The podcast, go and check them out. It's a really cool comedy podcast talking about how the next stages of human evolution could be. As always, guys, if you're looking for podcasting help or online content or anything super cool like that, go and visit GL Productions. They help us out with our podcast and all the editing. Mighty people are online on SoundCloud. You can hear all their tunes playing now and at the top end of the podcast. If you do want to interact with us, chat with us, comment, abuse, banter, anything, join us on Twitter at FlixWatcherPod. Our website is FlixWatcher.tv. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and share with your friends on iTunes. We'd love you forever.